Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. On June 21, 1964, three civil rights workers are killed in Neshoba County, Mississippi. I'm John Meacham, and this is Reflections of History. It was Father's Day, 1964, the most difficult of years. Civil rights activism was on the rise, and in reaction, so was white supremacist feeling. And nowhere was arguably more fraught than Mississippi. In the face of change, white Mississippi was governed by hate and by fear. And as Edmund Burke had written in the 18th century, no passion so effectually robs the mind of all its powers of acting and reasoning as fear. As the novelist Walker Percy put it, once the final break is made between language and reality, arguments generate their own force and lay out their own logical views. The current syllogism goes something like this. One, there is no ill feeling in Mississippi between the races. The Negroes like things the way they are. If you don't believe it, I'll call my cook out of the kitchen and you can ask her. Two, the trouble is caused by outside agitators who are communist-inspired. Three, therefore the real issue is between atheistic communism and patriotic, God-fearing Mississippians. Once such a system cuts the outside wires and begins to rely on its own feedback, anything becomes possible. So wrote Walker Percy. Mayhem and murder had become not only possible, but real. On Sunday, June 21, 1964, three Freedom Summer workers, Mickey Schwerner, Andy Goodman, and James Cheney, disappeared after being arrested and jailed in Philadelphia, Mississippi, in Neshoba County. Schwerner and Goodman were white, Cheney was black. John Lewis joined the search for their bodies. With friends from the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, Lewis recalled walking around in the hot, sticky dusk, bugs buzzing around out in the middle of nowhere, poking at scrub grass and bushes and dirt. It was really pretty useless, not to mention dangerous. Rivers were dragged, woods were scoured, dirt was turned, and bodies were found. Old bodies, unidentified corpses, the decomposed remains of black people long given up as missing. It was ugly, sickening, horrifying. Here was proof as if it was needed, that those woods and rivers in the heart of this state had long been a killing field, a dumping ground for the Klan. By the first week of August, the bodies of the three martyred activists were found at a dam site in Neshoba County, buried deep. Each had been shot. Cheney had been horribly beaten as well. In the face of such violence, nonviolence seemed inadequate, antiquated, unseasonable. Lewis was crushed by the murders and listened in dismay at James Cheney's funeral as David Dennis, a fellow civil rights activist, cried out in understandable bitterness, if you go back home and sit down and take what these white men in Mississippi are doing to us, if you take it and don't do something about it, then God damn your souls. With a shout, Dennis went on, stand up, don't bow down anymore, hold your heads up. 
We want our freedom now. I don't want to go to another memorial. I'm tired of funerals. To the writer Bruce Watson, the funeral was twofold. On Friday, August 7th, Watson wrote, both James Cheney and nonviolence were laid to rest in Mississippi. Still, John Lewis kept the faith. It wasn't easy. It was, in fact, the hardest thing in the world. David Dennis was rational, human, in the sense that he reacted the way virtually any human being would. Lewis was the irrational one. He was the oddity. How could you not surrender to the appetite for vengeance? How could you not despair of a path that led lambs to slaughter? How could you hold to a creed that appeared to produce more pain than progress? The only way to explain his persistent nonviolence, his unending commitment to answering hate with love and death with life, is to take John Lewis at his word. We truly believe that we were on God's side, he recalled. And in spite of everything, the beatings, the bombings, the burnings, God's truth would prevail. Thank you for listening to Reflections of History, a creation of Shining City Audio, a C-13 Originals and John Meacham Studio. Reflections of History is executive produced by me, John Meacham, and Chris Corcoran, Chief Content Officer and Founding Partner of Cadence 13. Production and editing led by Lloyd Lockridge and Chris Basil. Production assistance and operations by Andy Jaskowitz, Adam Macias, and Kelly Rafferty. Cadence 13 is an Odyssey company. I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From m and rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.